0: Yo, I kind of want to take this moment and talk about some of the events that have transpired over the past couple of days. Considering that, it is going to be mentioned in my podcast today that you're listening to. First off, I want to say that I did not see any of this coming. I kind of was mentioning it and talked about how anarchy and maybe civil unrest could be the possibility when people become tired of all the injustices that is happening right now but honestly speaking all the stuff that has transpired um, in the last couple of days are just utterly disgusting just for the simple fact I've been watching the news the whole entire time of when they were protesting and seeing all the riots and the looting that was happening I was really disgusted by it I, for one, was not trying to point anybody in a direction of destruction like this. And yeah, we could all say, like out here in Cali, you know, that the places that got looted were just basic high end places. But at the same time, we are taking away people's jobs who have nothing to do with what was going on. In Minnesota. So yeah. I just wanted to give my little piece about that. I mean unfortunately a man has lost his life. To some crooked cops. You know rest in peace George Floyd. You know hopefully he does get the justice that he deserves. But unfortunately we do see this all the time. Within the black community where a cop assaults a black person or murders a black person unarmed for an alleged crime and they get no type of consequences for that action. Now, in the past couple of days, this has got to be the first time where they took swift action and actually arrested one of the officers, the main officer who murdered George Floyd. But hopefully there is some justice and some persecution to those following officers that were also involved and that were onlookers or people who just did not say anything when this assault was happening. And also I like to say that not all cops are bad. You know? We should all know that not all cops are bad. I got a few friends that are in the police force. And they're good people. They don't hate nobody. They are not racist against anyone. They just don't like the fuck shit. And basically what happened today was fuck shit. Maybe this whole anarchy situation might move a couple of things within our government but what we need to do is take that same energy that a lot of these looters or troublemakers or radicals were doing we need to take that into the polling booths we need to take that to our leaders in the government we need to go and elect people that we know that can handle the job that care about our communities How are we going to bring change if we're not the ones bringing it? No one outside of our community is going to care about our community like we care about it. But I don't want to sit here and preach about everything about what we need to do and how we could change things. I just want to make it clear right now that I was not for the fuck shit. I was just making a statement. And when I was making that statement... I wasn't trying to lead anybody into doing anything. But other than that, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. Yes. Hey, no it, it ain't, ain't the Terra Dome. Dome, neither. <laughs> Your favorite scary movies <laughs> i swear i love this intro bro <laughs> and this thing. Time, cutie applause for me real quick yeah yeah I know y'all can hear this voice now, man. We we on we on some new level shit, bro. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's your boy Walter Doom back for another episode of Let's Talk About Horror, the horror podcast where I talk about any and everything related to the genre. And as y'all are just groove into the sounds like hey, sway, sway, kick it. you know i i see that you guys have no crappy sounds coming through or if anybody knows you're not getting crappy sounds coming through yep 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 as this intro plays i just want to say like man i had to go and get a new mic on y'all i had to flip it up on you guys real quick i had to do it i had to do it Last podcast was probably like the last straw and I was just like nah bro this this can't happen anymore I need I need something new <laughs> So yeah I mean if you guys actually checked out my Instagram story um which I actually do more stories than actual posts I mean if you follow me on Instagram you would know that and I posted on my story that I have like a new sound system going on well just the new mic new mic and all that because that one was actually needed more than anything because i don't know i mean eventually equipment gets old so you gotta change that shit up one day but anyway how are y'all doing how's it been did y'all check out the last episode <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, we are still in quarantine and shit, y'all. I mean, I don't know how y'all are doing with that shit, dealing with that shit. You know, for the first responders and people who are on the lines out there, hey, we give praise to y'all every day. Y'all are doing a good job. God send my thank you to those people out there doing the damn thing, those essential workers. I mean, I'm barely an essential worker myself, <laughs> but I'm still out there doing my due diligence and whatever the hell they want me to do at my job so yeah but you know for those people out there that are like struggling right now and you know dealing with unemployment either with one parent or both parents and all that and you know we're struggling to make rent and shit like that it's bull fucking shit but I hope for the next hour. <laughs> if it is that with this podcast, y'all know how I talk. Um, hopefully I can keep you guys entertained if you guys are horror fans, you know, which I mean, I'm pretty sure you are if you're listening to this podcast. And since we are talking about horror, um, you guys know since maybe for some of you guys that listens to me, um, I have been on a month of watching clown movies and i gotta say it's a very interesting experience um to do that because i haven't really watched clown movies they're not usually my first initial thought of watching you get me i mean i'm usually gravitating more towards like the mainstream horrors or like a slasher b horror or just a B whore that has lots of tits in it <laughs> I'm just saying man I mean who doesn't like tits and ass I loves me some tits and ass so I'll be the first one to admit that I love me tits and ass oh uh, man but yeah so this month um I've been watching or depending on when you're listening, the month of May, I should say, I've been watching clown movies. The only reason why I've been choosing to watch clown movies is because I did a poll on my Instagram story. Again, I do a lot more stories than anything else. And I made a decision of either should I put, well, should not put, but should I watch clown movies or watch which movies? And a lot of people chose clowns, surprisingly. I mean, I thought people were more into the witch films. I don't know. Maybe that's just me and my thoughts. But I chose clown movies. So in the last episode, I talked about a certain clown movie that I've watched, which was a clown series, which was Killjoy. And I mentioned that how much I kind of really enjoyed the series itself. For just particular reasons, I mean, it's not really much of like a great horror film series, but it is definitely a B-horror that's very entertaining. And to me, I mean, I think it's entertaining, but if you guys aren't really into B-horror movies, I mean, that's you, but if you are kind of like into the B-horror, you could definitely check this movie out. This This movie is definitely worth the watch. I mean, it starts off as an urban horror with the first two films, and then it journeys into its own life with the next three films as more of a comedy horror. But right now, I'm about to recap on some of the horror movies that I've watched during the month and just tell you guys like whether I liked them, whether they were meh. Well, basically, it's like a list. It's a list of movies that are good, some that are meh, and then some that are just god-awful that either you if you want to check it out you could check it out but i would advise you skipping it um i'm not gonna go into too much detail about these films i'm gonna just give you guys more of the premise and maybe a few details of my thoughts maybe a couple of movies i'll probably go into a little more detail but other than that i'm just giving you guys a quick synopsis of what i watched throughout the month here's johnny (laughs) all right so for the first movie that i want to talk about i want to talk about clown motel this is a 2019 film that is a paranormal film more than anything else um what happens is that it follows a group of ghost hunters who are coming from an old ghost town and they're trying to travel their way to i guess try and find like another ghost town some more paranormal activities for their youtube page while also they come and come across this bachelorette party who is coming from Las Vegas and they're trying to travel to Los Angeles. What happens is that when the group meets up, they're both stranded in the middle of nowhere and they end up at this ghost motel. What seems like a deserted ghost motel ends up being something a little bit more than what it is. And it's basically like your regular paranormal type films dealing with like haunted ghosts Ghost or haunted houses type film. I mean, it was definitely good. I saved a few positives. Was definitely the acting, the backstory behind it. Because with this ghost motel, is that the people who were inhabiting it were just a bunch of clowns, and what happens is that they end up getting murdered by a group of people who hate clowns. So basically, they get killed, and ever since then, I mean, now there's just a curse on the place, and they're now kind of like haunting the whole entire hotel um what's also interesting is definitely like the ending of the story um as of course you guys should know there's spoilers ahead um but at the end of the story is that when they do try and escape i mean they go through like a whole bunch of fuck shit that happens throughout the film and just a lot of like Clouds deceiving them, leading them out, baiting them, you know, kind of like normal monsters and ghouls and what they'll do. What happens is that one of the characters in the story, they come across this journal and since she's like an avid reader she pretty much reads the journal and figures that probably what they have to do is find a way to lift the curse. So they end up traveling to like this mountain the actual remaining survivors in the film. They travel to this Mounted in this cave and what have you And what happens is that In this cave it's not really A place where they Could find like A burial Where they could actually end the curse But they end up actually going through Limbo and coming back To the motel Which shows like there's no end To what's going on with them A few negatives is like uh, to be honest The clowns I mean as much as It was entertaining. They had no motivations of why they were haunting these people in the first place. And I feel like just because I guess they were regular town people or whatever, and they just so happened to be at this motel, they just went on a killing spree. I could say one thing that was really crazy about this film was, and it was probably like maybe the most disturbing, but one of the characters um, that was like one of the ghost hunters, got raped by one of the clowns i mean it was so weird and disturbing but it was probably like one of the most disturbing scenes that you could probably see in a film <laughs> like this but yeah that, that's just um my thoughts about that that's clown motel if you want to check that out um you can check that one out on amazon um like i mentioned before also killjoy that one is on Tubi if you guys are interested in Tubi. I'm not going to talk about Killjoy today because I've talked about it in the last podcast. So we're going to keep moving. Um, the next movie that was really good that I checked out was Devil's Carnival. And what it is, is what I didn't know was a musical. So it's kind of like Repo the Genetic Opera or like Sweeney Todd, the Devil Barber or Demon Barber with Johnny Depp. But what happens in this movie is that a bunch of lost souls enter the devil's carnival where they're faced with their sins that they committed during their life. So what was good about this film? Um, one, it was very star studded because this movie is also by Darren Lynn Lin- Bowesman who is also involved with the sauce series and also the spiral movie that's supposed to be coming out pretty soon. Um, it also stars Jessica Loundis who was on nine Oh two and Oh. And when I saw her, I was just like, man, be still my beating heart. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I just say like, you know, she was hot on nine Oh two and Oh, and she was definitely hot in this film too. Um, But we're not going to get into all this um, WCW, try (laughs) this WCW shit. (laughs) Um, But Bill Mosley, he was also in the film and also was Alexa Vega. What was also interesting about this movie that I also liked was for the simple fact that it did deal with like a bunch of souls who didn't really know that they died in the film. I mean, throughout this film, you know what's pretty much going on with these lost souls. Um, but the souls themselves don't know what they're, what's happening to them. Um, like with Tamara, who is played by, um, Jessica Loundis, she, um, her sin was that she was too trusting of everybody and the boyfriend that she was putting her trust in ended up killing her. Another character named John played by Sean Patrick Flannery. His sin was that he was grieving over his son a little bit too much, and he was just like over grieving to the point that he committed suicide. Also, another character, um, Ms. Merrywood, was played by Brianna Evigan, and she was a kleptomaniac who died in a hell of gunfire by police. And what happened was that what's interesting about their sins and how they kind of like repeat those sins was... John, who, like, again, these souls don't know that they're dead, honestly. They really don't know. But John, he's spending all his time looking for his son because right before he died, or he completely lost his soul from his body, he ends up seeing his son because he commits suicide in the bathroom, and he sees his son with the devil himself. And he's, like, chasing after him and whatever. So he's pretty much thinking that his son is in this carnival lost somewhere when literally his son's been dead for, like, some time. Um, Same thing with Jessica Lowness. She put her trust into her boyfriend that ended up killing her. And what happens is that she goes into this carnival, and she's in a different outfit, like, this whole little, like, I guess, little house on the prairie outfit. But either way, it's like a little schoolgirl outfit. Well, I don't want to say a schoolgirl. It's more like a little, like a little girl from like the 1950s or 40s or some shit like that. But either way, like she's putting her trust in this guy that she just met so blindly and he ends up killing her anyway. Just like how her ex, well, well, yeah, technically he would be her ex-boyfriend, just like how her ex-boyfriend did when she was living. And the sad part about it too is that she even still went into trusting the devil when she seen him. Like her soul just was completely lost. Which made everything pretty much an interesting story about that. And Miss Marywood, this would have to be the most like, I guess, I don't want to say scintillating but stimulating. for all the guys out there <laughs> once when you once when you see what happens to her <laughs> oh man but um yeah like she was a kleptomaniac and when she was in hell cuz i i literally am just going to call it hell because that's literally what it was but she's in hell and she's pretty much stealing everything that she sees like everything nice she sees diamonds she sees, like, bracelets and pendants and shit like that. She's just taking and taking and taking. Eventually, she comes across this humongous diamond that she's trying to see because when the character's in there, in the carnival, they tell her about this diamond, and they're trying to point her in the direction of it. So what they're trying to do is test her to see if she's not going to steal anymore. This bitch is going to still go out stealing, and then she's trying to steal the big diamond. But the carnival carney. Is like, or the carnival demon, I should say, plays games with her. And as she's trying to like make this coin into an egg, because the bet was all you have to do is make a coin in the egg and you get to take the diamond, you know, no problems. No one will stop you. None of that shit. What happens is that while she's trying to throw the the coins in the egg, as she is standing there trying to throw these coins into this egg, they're still in all her jewelry. She has this fur coat on. She still They steal the fur coat. She has this dress on. When they stole the dress, I was like, oh, now we really talking. Like, she didn't have no bra on or anything like that. And they put her in, like, some kind of room where, like, she's just, like, butt-ass naked. I mean, she got her, she got, like, panties on and what have you, right? And what's happening is that they're kind of humiliating her for like being a thief and everything like that. And what happens is that she ends up getting whipped by one of the demons also as she's just standing there trying to pull herself away from these demons. So yeah, I mean, it's a definitely interesting movie to watch. The only negative part about it is that it's a show tunes type movie. So if you're not really into show tunes music, like, like me, I mean I'm not really into like musicals like that. I mean, I if they're if it's good, I'll sit and watch it. Like I thought Sweeney Todd, the songs on Sweeney Todd were really good. I really do love the songs on Sweeney Todd. I have never seen Little Shop of Horror. I mean, I have seen parts of Little Shop of Horror because my older sister, she had the movie and she really loved that film. I mean, she's the one that really loved movies like that, like Grease. Little Shop of Horror, I mean, she did all that shit when she was in high school, I wasn't a fan of any of that shit, really, which, like, I only know, like, maybe a few songs from Little Shop of Horror, and that's about it, I'm, but other than that, I'm not really into it, I haven't seen um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, or any of that shit, so, yeah, I mean, it's very, you know, minuscule for me, I mean, I did see Repo, and I thought Repo was cool, but with that musical i mean it was a rock opera so it was way different from what was happening in the devil's carnival and there's a sequel too so i'm gonna probably end up watching that like before this month is over but moving on next to the to another movie is gags the clown which came out in 2018 and it's pretty much a found footage movie what happens is that an unidentified man in green bay wisconsin has captured worldwide attention for the streets dressed as a clown many write it off as a harmless prank others aren't sure when a group of friends cross paths with the clown everyone calls gags his true intentions are revealed um, the only reason why I like this film mainly because it plays on the whole Wrinkles the Clown incident or like the various clown sightings that was happening in 2016 2017 when it, chapter 1 was like being a thing and People didn't know why the fuck there were so many people out there dressed as clowns just appearing at all random times at the night. I really don't have many negatives to say about this movie. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the meh clown movies. And the first meh clown movie I want to talk about is Clown Town, which is a 2016 slasher film. Now, this movie is very interesting because this movie is focusing on some group of friends who end up deserted in a town that is overrun by psychopathic clowns. What is good about this film is that they did desertion right. What happened was like, there was this big train accident, and I guess the train was their main source of income for that small town. And what happens is that, after that whole economic plummet from that accident, a group of girls start going missing slash murder and sure enough like this family who are very clown obsessed start going on this murderous spree and start scaring a lot of people to the point they don't even want to go outside anymore. The only negatives I have to really say about this film is just the clowns and their tactics you know they're known for killing off people on site whenever they see them But in this film, all they did was capture most of the victims in this film. Like mainly the people who are the main cast of this film. And to me, I felt like it just was a way to have the movie kind of like give away some exposition and what have you. Like with the main character, Brad, he ends up finding like out that one of the clowns is related to the mother who kind of spawned all this clown craziness in the first place you know and that the boy that we see in the beginning of the film he's actually one of the clowns who is actually killing people right now and it's just and it's like i don't get why they have to have this exposition but eventually like a couple of the characters do get killed off in the film it doesn't make sense, basically, to me. I guess it just, in a way, it didn't, like, seem like it should have happened or, like, it should have been written that way because I just felt like, well, if you're going to kill them now, you guys should have killed them back then. Why try and kill them now? That doesn't make sense, you know? But moving forward, um, the next movie that was kind of meh to me was Clown, which was the Eli Roth produced film. And this one is more of a body horror film. So this film is dealing with like a dad who is slowly but surely becoming this ancient clown who has a cursed costume that he cannot take off. And the only way he can really take off the costume is if he kills like five kids for each season of the winter season or some shit like that. Um, What makes this movie so interesting to me? which is like the only positive is just that the body horror of it is dealing with like the clown and the transformation and just seeing like the main character played by andy powers turning into this this clown which is named Frowny the clown which is a real bad name i guess i mean i've heard other bad names in these other clown films but Yeah, this clown is just, like, a very demonic clown that just eats children. And just to see, like, some of these kids get brutalized. (laughs) I mean, you don't actually see the brutalization of these kids, by the way. But just to see, like, you know, some of them get brutalized by him chopping them in half or just, like, straight up eating them and all that. You kind of just, like go whoa half the time um but the only bad thing about this movie it felt very long I mean I know it's an hour and 40 minutes which is not really a long it's pretty standard for like a lot of films but this one just felt like it could have just they could have cut off some time with it I felt like you know but I don't know that like, like again, it just felt very meh to me. I mean, it did a lot of things right, but at the end of the day, I didn't really care for too much of the film, but I didn't hate it either, so that's why it belongs here. All right, the next one on my meh list, which is the last one, is Clown Camp Massacre, which came out in 2010, and it's a comedy slasher. What happens in this film is that 15 years after an entire school was massacred by a vengeful graduate, an old man reopens a clown academy and then a list of brutal murders start happening again. So yeah, um, with this film, it takes a lot from like camp films or the campy type films like Sleepaway Camp or Friday the 13th. It mainly takes a lot from Friday the 13th and it's not that, it's not bad at all, per se, but yeah, you do get the feeling like it's Friday the 13th with a bunch of clowns, and that's literally what it is, Um, but I gotta say, with this film, which is some of the positives, and the reason why it did end up on my med list, is that it's very fucking disturbing, like, this has got to be like if it was like a straight up horror film and not a comedy and I feel like that's why it gets away with like a lot of the stuff that's happening in it. Um it's because it's a comedy and this stuff is like very disturbing if you just like take away the comedy aspect. So yeah, I mean you get clown titties in this movie, you get clown sex, like clown on clown sex and you get necrophilia. <laughs> in the middle of this clown sex man so what I mean by like there's a scene and it's it's a list of other shit that happens too but in a scene like there's these two clowns who are all up on each other so eventually these clowns have sex um, by then like this clown that is seeking revenge on everyone he finally made his way to like the clown camp and everything so, these two clowns are having sex. There's a noise that happens, of course. The guy goes check it, check it out like any other horror flick. When he comes back, his girl is still sitting there with her ass arched up and everything. And it's a nice ass, by the way. <laughs> Might I have to add. But um, that's enough objectifying for one day. I'm lying. I'm probably going to objectify someone else even more. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be me if I didn't do it. But, um... Yeah, the the clown's the clown girl's ass is still, you know, hiked up and everything. And, you know, it's still, like, you know, bent over and everything. So, the dude starts going back in it. You know, he starts having sex with her again. What he thinks is still a living woman is his girl's head severed. And he was just fucking a dead body. And fucking that dead body made him come and everything so it was it was like i'm looking at this shit and i'm just like this has got to be the most disturbing thing if it wasn't a comedy and then not only that there was a clown who was watching he was watching those two and i believe he died before like the girl got her head decapitated but either way the point being is is that there's this clown he was watching him, and what this clown is known for is, um, jacking his dick off everywhere he goes, which is so weird. And he asks people, "Does he do they want to see his wiener?" And the and <laughs> what makes it worse is that the clown's name is Squirts. So, <laughs> yeah, with a clown named Squirts, and he shows his dick off everywhere he goes, and he jacks his dick off everywhere he goes. It got to be something really disturbing to that shit. You know what I'm saying? But either way. Um, Squirts is actually out there looking at the two clowns having sex. And what happens to Squirts is that while he's jacking off, he gets his throat slashed. And as he's dying, this dude comes. But what makes it worse is that he actually comes on himself, like on his own face and everything. Like, the shit squirts everywhere. And just to be like, just to see that imagery on the screen with, like, the cum and blood just mixing all together like that. I I was just like, wow, this has got to be some shit I do not ever want to see again. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Yeah, it was, I gotta say, this movie was definitely very gory, I mean, and it was very disturbing, and on top of all, we get a clown orgy, like, we get an orgy with clowns and these girls that just make it over to the clown camp, which I don't even know where the fuck these girls came from for them to find them, I mean, I believe they're prostitutes, but that's just another story (laughs) for another time. The only thing I would have to say, which is so negative about this film is there was just no story at all. Like this shit was just all over the place. Honestly. I mean, I get it. It was a story about this killer clown. Well, not even a killer clown, but a clown who became a killer. And yeah, I mean, he got away or whatever, you know, and to me, I'm like, Okay, he comes back to kill everybody from the camp. Like, what is he not satisfied with the camp being closed? But then, here's the thing. I don't get, like, the world also. Because the world, at first, seemed like it was filled with just clowns. Like, the world was going to be, like, a clown world. But then, in the middle of the film and towards the ending, you see all these regular people, including, like, the ending, which was, like, a huge disaster film but I mean this movie didn't take itself to begin with anyway so I'm not really going to hate on the story too much because honestly there was no story to begin with anyway which even though it's a negative I just thought the ending was even more disastrous because after everything that happens um, there's one clown left standing and then all of a sudden everything is like surprise you're on a game show And to me, I'm just like, oh, no, not one of those endings. (laughs) I really hate those cop out endings. Seriously, like, why, like, why even do that? Why do that to us? But yeah, that was that was the last movie on my met list. Now, on to my worst, the worst films to watch. First one on my list is Clown, which is a 2019 film, which is a paranormal slasher. And this movie is dealing with a group of teens who are fighting, or fighting for their lives as they find themselves trapped in a fun house stalked by a killer clown who won't rest until every one last one of them are pretty much dead. Positives, none. Negatives, a lot. <laughs> bad story, bad acting, ran too long. And it just seemed like a movie that was supposed to be like a Nickelodeon film or some shit like that. But it so happened to have like some type of R rating or a PG-13 rating. Too many off-screen kills. Moving on. Next one, Wrinkles the Clown. Terrible. I'm sorry. And it's supposed to be a documentary comedy horror. I did not see the comedy in it. Was nice to hear about why people care about wrinkles or what wrinkles was used for, you know. But as far as me caring about this documentary, pass, just a pass, huge pass. Next one is Drive Through, which is also a slasher film, and this is dealing with like a high school student saving like telling people from being murdered by a clown who works at a fast food joint, but actually it's literally just a clown mascot based from a fast food joint not a person that works there and positives none negatives a lot <laughs> i'm sorry but the biggest negative of this movie is that this movie takes almost like a nightmare on m street type i guess storyline with it we like the killer is killing off a bunch of kids of parents who actually killed this one kid who is who was trying to be these kids friends Well, the parents when they were kids friends and all they did was pick on him or some shit like that either way it basically the parents killed this one kid and now their kids are paying for it and yeah I mean that's pretty much it Nothing more, nothing less to it. I mean, I didn't care for that shit. Moving forward. And the last one that's on this list, Clowner Guys, which is a 2017 film, which is a paranormal horror. Um, and the premise of this movie is that this girl named Emma, which is a college student, has a crippling fear of clowns and must face must come face to face with her worst fear when an evil spirit in the body of a clown terrorizes her town positives, they got jump scares, and just besides the jump scares, which is also a negative on me, because I am not a fan of jump scare movies, honestly speaking, I mean, they do too much fake outs most of the time, and it's like, okay, bro, like, we don't need the dramatic music, <laughs> I mean, I could get, like, I could I could do when jump scares are actually more logical, like, they just pop out on you just out of nowhere. I hate it when they have that built up music and like, like in Friday the 13th, like they have that built up music and then all of a sudden you get that jump scare or you get that fake jump scare, you know, where like there's not a jump scare at all. They were just like fucking with you. You know, I know a lot of people who aren't big horror fans, They usually like those type of movies because, I mean, that's just what they see horror movies as. But me, personally, I don't care for it. I feel like it's pointless to use because there's different ways you can kind of scare people without having, like, all the jump scare music and the jump scare actions just, like, every five minutes or some shit like that. Um... But I do like the fact that they did have a have a movie about facing your fears. And I thought that was like a really good message with this film. Like you gotta face your fears sometime about whatever the whatever the fuck you're afraid of and what have you. Um, but other than that, the story, it was very terrible because what ends up happening is that this clown named Ribcage was terrorizing all these damn people, but it ends up being that. This clown is being controlled by this ice cream man who knows all these people because I guess they're in a small town. He has control of the clown, but at the same time he's afraid of clowns, which doesn't make sense at all. It was a disaster flick nonetheless. Um I guess the only high points about this was probably some of the character actresses in the film and that's about it for me. <laughs> Oh, man, but um, I really do need to call this the thirsty cast. <laughs> oh man, the most I' be talking about like some of these female actresses, man, ain't like I mean like, I'm them in real life, bro. <laughs> but um, we're gonna go ahead and take a break real quick and when I come back, I'm gonna be talking about some of the news with you guys. So, like you shouldn't say in a scary movie i'll be right back what's your favorite scary movie and we are back motherfuckers (laughs) all right so let me clear up a couple of things for you guys so last week i talked about the screen five you know rumors and everything like that and i've mentioned that nev campbell was gonna be part of it Ooh, but Actually, real talk is she's only in negotiations. So let me clear that up for you guys. She's only in negotiations with Spyglass right now. She hasn't been confirmed or anything like that. The movie still is dealing with like new showrunners that they're trying to get in the film. David Arquette is literally just the only one really confirmed for the film. So, I mean, this could be a film where it's just... David Arquette is playing, like, a minor role in the film while there's, like, new showrunners, you know, happening. And maybe Nev Kimball has a cameo appearance in the end or what have you, you know, kind of like with Halloween with the new one that came out. I mean, I only read about that shit. <laughs> I haven't seen that shit yet. But, I mean, for those that um that wanted clarifications or, like, probably listened to the report and was like, nigga, that ain't right, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah just to clear a couple of things up on Matthew Lillard I still don't see how he could be part of this film I mean it doesn't make any sense at all Stu was definitively killed I mean let's call it what it is I mean he was definitively just like out of commission you know but anyway moving on so how many of you guys seen that new Antebellum trailer I can't wait to see this shit so for some of you guys that probably don't know The premise of this movie is that this character named Veronica Henley, who is a successful author, finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. Now, when I was reading the reports and seeing the trailer to this movie, I thought this movie was more of like a birth of the nation meets back to the future. But my thing is like, so is she time traveling back to a pre-Civil War period or is she kidnapped into like well is she kidnapped and she is stuck in an area that is stuck in a pre Civil War period because I mean that would make the movie very interesting to me. I mean just to see like how they gonna treat this whole if it really is the later. I really can't wait to see what this movie looks like. You know, I believe it's supposed to come out in August. Um, that's if the coronavirus isn't still or COVID nineteen for some of you touchy people out there. Um, is still having everybody running around like scared ass bitches. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm kind of tired of COVID and all that. And bruh, I'm telling you right now. I mean, I can't wait till everything gets back to normal. Some of the places I've been to, I just swear, like everywhere I go, everybody is scared shitless, shitless, shitless. Like even if you just breathe in the air, they're like, oh, my God, COVID, (laughs) you know. But I mean, I get it. We have to be taking extreme measures as much as possible. But I'm just tired of this shit. I really am. You know, I have to remember each time I go out, wear a mask. We have to social distance and all this other shit. I mean, it's just like, bro, give me a fucking break. And then some people, they just fucking rude. I feel like, like some people just fucking rude as hell to me for whatever reason possible. I mean, I'm, I'm just as like a much of a clueless person as (laughs) anybody else about this whole shit. You know, I'm not trying to do anything to overstep the boundaries, but I mean, I don't know whether it's like. Um, I don't know, racism or whatever, some shit like that, but whatever, bro. And speaking of racism, how many of y'all heard about this latest shit that's been going on lately with this police murder and that's been happening. I mean, it's, and I kind of wanted to take this moment also to talk about that shit. Like this shit is getting kind of fucking out of hand. honestly, I mean, how many times are we going to sit there, see a report about a black person in or not? I mean, because I don't know what the what they were doing either way. They're killing a, a unarmed black person on the streets on video camera. And, you know, I <laughs> for a lot of us, we thought body cams was going to be the lifesaver. Oh, my God. life's I mean, sh- shit. Some of the people I was hearing was like, "Yeah, we got we got body cams now. Now we could now we could expose these motherfuckers, and now these motherfuckers gotta watch what they do, you know." But it looks like body cams ain't doing shit for us right now, man. You know, between the motherfucker that got killed, and I'm sorry, I shouldn't even be saying like the motherfucker that got killed. Between the one guy that got gets killed in Minnesota to the other guy that was killed while running I don't know it it just seems like it's really it's getting to that point of just like it's tiresome it's tiresome it's real tiresome like what are we what do we have to do to kind of restructure all this you know me personally I'm tired of hearing about this shit you know and I'm just like it gets to the point where, like, what is not clicking with these people, you know? But I see, like, the dudes that did kill the guy up in Minnesota. They are being tried and, well, they're not being tried. They they actually got fired from their, from the police force, but they're not being tried for murder. I, at least I don't believe they are. I mean, I haven't heard anything about it. I mean, last thing I heard was that it was all under investigation at the moment. But, and I can't remember what happened to the, to the father and son that killed the other black guy, but I believe they got arrested and they were tried, but I don't know what's happening with that at the moment. But yeah, it, it just gets to the point of just like, when is enough going to be enough? I mean, I don't know. To me, I feel like, do we need another 92 riots? And that was even more crippling back then. Like, do we need another uprising like we did in 92? You know, with the whole Rodney King shit. I mean, because when that shit happened, shit cracked off (laughs) out here in L.A., man. I mean, I remember that shit, but I was a little kid. But I remember being a little kid. And, you know, just hearing my mom tell me, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. So we're going to be in the house and in the house only. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know if we need that. I mean, do we do we real need another uprising like that? I mean, I remember with the whole Trayvon Martin thing. And when George Zimmerman got off, you know, a lot of people was pissed. And a lot of black folks was just losing their damn minds out in these streets, man, like out there just doing shit that I just feel like shouldn't be happening. I mean, I could get with the protests, you know, whether it's like passive or aggressive, you know, sometimes we need that aggressive, um, um, that aggressive protesting because it's like some people just don't fucking get it. I mean. Look how long it took for civil rights to happen, you know, and Martin Luther King had to lose his life for that shit, bro. But yeah, and just to see like what happened in 92, like I mentioned with the Rodney King riots is like, well, I shouldn't call it the Rodney King, but if you're from LA and you're my age, I mean, you know it as that, you know, a lot of people call it the LA riots or the South Central riots, which I've <laughs> gentrification, man, before they changed that shit to just South LA and shit like that. But um I don't know. I feel like I'm going on a tangent right now, but it was a tangent that really needs to be stated. Uh I can feel like talking about it is one thing, but I just feel like there needs to be like a real solution, honestly. Like, what do we need to do with restructuring? Because I feel like that's what that's what a lot of America needs. A lot of restructuring, man. Because we're functioning on all these old laws, all old values. And I just feel like we need to just, like, take all this shit apart. You know? Like, we're one of the few countries that hasn't really, like, uprised in restructure the whole government you know so i just feel like that's something that really needs to happen but i don't want to harp on this too long you know what i'm saying but i mean if you don't like what the fuck i'm saying i mean you might as well just not listen to me at all (laughs) but anyway moving on with the news we're gonna talk about don mancini and the chucky series so don mancini was on a chat with sci-fi wire um on may 21st and they were having like a chucky well, a child's play watch party and during this interview he actually talked about the chucky series so he kind of teased a couple of things about the series he kind of teased about the story and like how it's gonna go back straight forward to horror but they're trying to expand not only on just like what they did in the first two films but just basically with all seven films. period so we're probably going to see some overlapping with like the the tv series um he also said like there's going to be familiar faces that are going to pop up on the tv show so as of like the i guess the article that i was reading they only confirmed like jennifer tilly and yeah, she's the only one that's really confirmed that's going to be on the TV show. So we're kind of waiting to see if Fiona Dorif is actually going to be part of the TV show. She hasn't confirmed anything in the, la- in the article I remember reading when they actually brought up those two actresses, you know, they weren't really confirmed at first or they weren't actually going to be part of the TV show at first. But now they're kind of flipping on that and they do want to kind of like have those characters kind of be part of it. So we might see. We might see Fiona's character on there. Um we might see some Andy Barclay, you know, some Alex Vincent. Maybe we get some answers about what happened and all that shit. You know? So yeah, I mean, I can't wait till this Chucky series come up. Um They also he also mentioned that Chucky will also be using like I guess he'll be sharpening his skills. He'll be using, like, some new tactics, strategies, new weapons, and what have you. So, I mean, it just sounds like, all out, this sounds like a really good series, man, that's about to be popping off pretty soon. So, yeah, I can't wait till that comes out. No date has been given out yet, but, yeah, let's let's cross our fingers and hope that it's good. (laughs) And the last thing on the news that I want to talk about today is... Richard Hurd passing away at 87. If you guys don't know who Richard Hurt is, he was in the movie Get Out. He played Roman Armitage, who was the founder of the Order of the Coagula. So basically, if you guys seen the movie, he's the one that was the dad. Well, not the dad, but the granddad. The one that was in the videos that the family just kept talking about and talking about how great he was and this, that, and the other. So basically, um, the granddad was the one who came up with the operations and the process of like taking black people and taking away their consciousness or whatever body parts that white people wanted from them and putting it on them. So yeah, but this guy, he's been in many roles, been minute in many movies, TV shows and all that. Um, he was on shows like mass. He was in the movie transfers and he was also on the show Tales of the Crip, he was all actually on an episode of that um but mainly known for at the moment from a lot of us but mainly me as the grandfather that was in get out so yeah he passed away at 87 um I don't really remember what they what his death was but I think it was just natural cause causes I believe um but if not um But if not, I pretty much don't know. But, I mean, if anything comes up, I will correct it. But, anyway, let's all just have a moment of silence for his life like we did last time for John Lafia. And just take a moment to pay respects to this man. I mean, if you guys are a fan of his work, you know, you guys will probably know more information about him than I do. Because the only thing I know about him is just him being in the movie Get Out. But let's go ahead and pay respects all right so yeah that's pretty much our show for today you guys felt like i was kind of moving today with this shit (laughs) but anyway as part of like the outro i usually have a movie of the week i didn't give you guys a movie of the week last time so i owe you one and the movie of the week that i want to suggest to you guys is clown motel which is what i talked about earlier in the podcast so definitely check it out if you guys have amazon prime definitely watch this movie it's also on tubi if you guys don't have prime but anyway i'm about to sign out for today if you guys want to follow me you can follow me on my instagram page which is walter doom or my twitter which is walter doom one and other than that this is another episode of let's talk about horror um this is america don't let me catch you slipping up peace